Check Me Out is a production of Panhandle PBS and Amarillo College's FM 90 and is recorded at AC's Washington Street campus. This episode contains adult themes. Discretion is advised. Everybody has a type, I guess, if you're a romance man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mine, and I, can you say... Can you say badass on a podcast? Sure. That seems to be my type. <laughs> really? For some reason. Yeah. A specific, I, like, like she was talking motorcycle badass or like just a um, CIA badass? I, yeah, I like a police, <laughs> but they have to be a good guy. I don't, I don't like the bad guys. I, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like a yeah. I like a FBI guy, a Navy <laughs> SEAL, a detective, something, yes, a, a cop, man. you know, something like that. A man but, in uniform. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's my yeah. type. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Welcome to Check Me Out, a podcast for book lovers. I'm Amy Hart. Today, we are going to be talking about what we're calling bad romance. Not because it's bad, but we just thought, we love Gaga, so we thought we'd go with bad romance. We're going to be talking about all things romance novels. We've got two guests today. Let's start right here. Tell everybody your name and why you're here. Uh, My name is Rachel Young, and... I'm here because I love trashy romance. <laughs> That's a good answer. And I am Marcy Robinson, and I'm also here because I, too, love romance and, you know, trashy romance is oh, always good. good. Maybe we should change the title. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start by talking about, let's talk about why romance, do you think it catches some flack? I feel like a lot of people will think, oh, she reads a lot of romance novels. You know, you hear it kind of talked down upon. Why do you guys think that is? I think part of the reason is in the literary world, I guess it's not considered good writing or, you know, things like that, Um, especially when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and stuff like that. And everybody's just like, oh, well, that's just trash read. It's no good. But reading is reading. And I mean, whether you're reading Tolstoy or, <laughs> you know, trashy romance, I, I don't think it matters. But I think that's why is sometimes people can be book snobs with things. Um, I think that's part of it. And I've also heard people say, oh, it's degrading to women and other things. And yeah, I mean, certain kinds of literature are. But um, I think if you're reading the sort of genre and tropes that you like, then there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Agree. And I think, too, there's a lot of cliches in romance novels that people just think, oh, it's take take her to the stable and have your way with her or whatever, you know, and, it, and it's just those cliches uh, that come back over and over again. Or, like you said, it's it's there. It's not literary enough. And why would you waste your time on that? And and I compare it to because I've had people come tell me, why do you read that stuff? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you read that stuff. And I'm like, do you watch Real Housewives? Well, yeah. Okay, then. Do you like Hallmark movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, then. So back off. I get that. I yeah, I, I, I get that. I've never understood the snobbery because sometimes it's the same people that will sit in front of a, you know, 11-hour marathon of Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. 
Nothing against that at all either. And not read. Because that's, I mean, the, the, the podcast we put together because we are promoting reading. Mm-hmm. And that's why we wanted to talk about this was because, like you said, it's still reading. So right. you're still yeah. using your brain and you're still, you yeah. know, processing things. So why do you like this genre? I never really read in the genre up until I would say the past couple of years is when I really got into it. I like it because it is fantasy in a sense. Um, I'm not a huge fantasy reader, but for me, that's sort of my type of, of fantasy reading. And I got into it a little bit when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Because I always liked stories that had a romantic aspect. But as I got older, I'm like, oh, I feel like this could go a little further, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it was so controversial when it came out that I just had to read it. So while those aren't my favorite books, they kind of introduced me to that. And now that I've found some books that I really like, I just... I devour them. And I really just like, it's almost a sense of a fairy tale for an adult. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I like the most about them. Uh, is is that fairy tale. And it's a nice break, too, from what I normally read, um, which doesn't tend to be all that happy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a nice palate cleanser. I get that. Marcy, what about you? Right. Same thing. It is a, it is a palate cleanser. I read lots of different things. And so you can go back to a romance. And I like a love story. I like to see people get together and have their H-A-E. Oh, wait, H-E-A. <laughs> you know what that means, right? No. Happily ever after. Oh, yeah. yes. And even though you know by the end of the book, odds are it's going to be okay and they're going to be together, uh, you still like the journey and, and getting there. And it just makes you happy. It's just a nice thing to do. You're not reading ugly, scary, sad stuff. I mean, some of them can be kind of ugly and scary. I mean, there's yeah. some, you know... Stuff happens, but you know in the end it's going to be okay. Who are your favorite authors? I don't know that I really have any favorite authors. Um, I base them more off of the certain scenarios or certain trope I like with things. Um, I really like certain things when it uh, is, oh, we were friends or lovers before and we were separated and now we're back together. Um, I'm reading one right now called Impossible Roommates about two people in college and they have always sort of loved each other and now they're thrown together much like in any romance in this weird circumstance where they're forced to be together and work on things and face their feelings. Um, So I think that's more how I choose my romance novels. So I'm That's a a weird thing for me, especially in the romance uh, genre, whereas in other genres, I do go by author a lot and based off that, whereas in romance, I really don't. I I go off synopsis um, with things. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. What about you, Marcy? I have favorite authors. I really like Kristen Ashley a lot, and I haven't read anything close to all of her stuff. She's got tons and tons, but... um, I kind of started with her series called Rock Chick, and it's great. It's funny, and it's there's a lot of references to music, classic rock, and the characters are just goofy and insane. But there is a bit of danger. You know, there is a danger element. There are rescue and things like that. But the women in the books are not stupid. And that's a thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like the stupid women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like the women that 
it drives me crazy when I'll read one and the woman is just dumb, you know? And it's one thing to be not sure or to be, uh, you feel like you have low self-esteem because things happened to you in the past or something like that. But there's an edge where it's just, okay, you're just dumb, you know? Yeah. And none of Chris and Ashley's women are dumb. They're, they're all um, pretty smart and fun and daring. And a lot of the women in her books... I enjoy because I mean most of them are beautiful, but a few there's there's older women in her books. I mean, heaven forbid, there's a character in one of her books that was 43 years old. What I know. So <laughs> so uh, yeah, her, her she she's one of my favorites, um, and I like um, Jill Chalvis a lot. And another author I really like is Julie James. So there's there's a few there. And again, I think the common thread is I like the women in those books. Yeah. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you tend to follow series type books or just standalones? I think you kind of already answered that, Rachel, mm-hmm. w- by saying you you pick it based on the synopsis. But um, do you, Marcy? Do you ever follow series? I've followed a few series, um, the Rock Chick series for one, and and the Rock Chick series doesn't really continue the same story. It's just different people in their universe I guess you know there's one there's one woman we tell her story and then oh she has this friend and then we're going to tell her story and and they come in and out of the novels and so you'll you'll see people from previous novels come in and out and so I, I like that part of it and same with a there's a Jill Shalvis series I really like too and there's but it's not always. It doesn't have to be a series but I hate getting sucked into a series because even if I'm not that impressed or maybe after the sixth book I'm like oh god there's three more (laughs) okay you know I have to see it through I'm a bitter ender so so am I yeah so I am right there with you yeah although I will say um, a lot of the books that I do read end up being um, in a series so there have been some series I've really liked Um, the rain shadow series was its own series and then like you talked about it's kind of spawned into another series called the Behringer Brothers series so those were really good um, I also read another one called um, the Stone Brothers series so that is kind of the thing that I really like is when I find um, especially on an app where I can get the first one for free then a lot of times um, the other books in the series are there and available. So I get sucked in on that first one. And so I've found that a lot where I've discovered series through that, because generally if I like the first one, I'm going to like the other ones or (laughs) get sucked into it and then have to know what happens. So um, there are some series definitely that I've kind of fallen in love with and will definitely read again. I know you touched on Fifty Shades of Grey and that that was kind of a kind of a gateway for you to getting into this genre. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read them, Marcy? Strangely, I have not. And it's not because I'm a snob about it. It's funny that I haven't. Um, I read audiobooks or listen to audiobooks, and I couldn't find that book for over $30. And then I used Audible, and I had all these other books I wanted, and I didn't want to use a credit on it. <laughs> so I'm just like... Unless the price goes down, yeah. I'm not reading it. But I, I know, I know, yeah. I get what it's about, and yeah. I know the situation, um, and I know people really like it. My sister is one that just loves it and has read it 
more than once. So, well, we did this. Um, we started the podcast last year during the Great American Read for PBS, and Fifty Shades of Grey was on the list, and it was very polarizing. We mm-hmm. had a couple of women that came on and really defended it and talked about why they loved it so much, but most people did not understand why it was on the list. So, as somebody, Rachel, that you read it, but you also have read a lot of other books that were on the list as well. Do you think it should have been on the list? I do. Um, just if for no other reason, because it was so polarizing to people, I think that means it hit a chord with something. And I really do in the book. I like Anna quite a bit because I think she is a strong female character. I really do throughout the series and sort of her internal dialogue and gaining self-confidence and different things like that while working through the issues in the relationship. And I think the people who really hated it, A, they probably just don't like that genre. And again, kind of the book snobs with why is this on the list with the books that we love or we consider worthy. But I think if you look a little deeper into the book um, and I believe, too, with a lot of romance books, but with that one, uh, there was a lot of empowerment in there. And if you really look at her character and you pay attention to her dialogue, especially her internal dialogue with herself, you see a lot of growth and and power and things that she gains for herself as a woman. And I think that really shows in in society, too, because there are a lot of babies <laughs> conceived and and born. And I think that's really good that a population of women who maybe weren't comfortable with their own sexuality and um, with their bodies or their confidence with that had the the power to say, hey, you know what, I want to explore this or try this and and look into this. And oh, my gosh, I'm not weird for wanting to do this and really taking that power um, into their own hands and being proud of it. So that's that's why I think um, it's great and that it definitely belonged on the list because it was so impactful. I always say, you know, Marcy and I obviously were big music lovers, but, you know, Creed, Nickelback, all those bands, people want to complain about them. But a lot of people bought those albums. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people bought those books and mm-hmm. there were movies that went along with them. So mm-hmm. it was a huge franchise for a lot of people. But it's like the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Right. And it broke through the romance genre. I mean, it was out, obviously. I mean, there's been romance novels forever, but it really, I think, kicked it into high gear, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of books were sold, not just not just those books, but a lot of other romance books were sold after that and, mm-hmm. you know, after the popularity of that. Mm-hmm. And it made it made an impact, especially, like you said, with a certain age group of women (laughs) you know and i i think that's interesting yeah so there are actually two companion novels as well two to my knowledge maybe there's a third because there are three original books but there are two companion novels um to that where it's books one and two but instead of being from anna's oh it's from christians right christians yeah yes so um you get to go a little bit deeper into um the mindset of that i've only read one of the companion novels i've only read the first one but having read the first one in each series, I know the comparison. And it was actually well done if you liked the original books. So it's even spawned further than that. And obviously it was um, originally fan fiction of Twilight. Yes. Is how she wrote Fifty Shades. Mm -hmm. So that too, I felt like Twilight was, it was that fairy tale romance type, you know, they're very lovey-dovey. Obviously it didn't go further than just 
kissing and holding hands with your vampire. But <laughs> um, but I think that um, Twilight was kind of the gateway that opened that gateway that, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. um, kind of influenced all of that. So are there any other mainstream novels that you can think of that are romance? Because I, wow. I kind of consider Outlander yes. a little bit. Yes, I've that's in that. the romance category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some would say, and don't throw things at me or I got, say mean I got things. a highlighter right here, Marcy. It's some coming at you. Some <laughs> might say Gone with the Wind. Oh. It is a love story. It is a love I'm story. I'm not saying that, but, you know, it is it is a love story. Romance has a lot of subgenres, right? There's a lot of different types of romance novels. So are there particular ones that you like? Are there ones that you've maybe been interested in? Because I think there's, you know, probably fantasy, like you were saying, Westerns earlier. As a joke, we were talking about Westerns. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of, Rachel, you have your own type that you like to gravitate towards. But Mm -hmm. are there others that you think of that have really caught you and that you enjoyed? One of the series that I, again, I stumbled upon because I like the synopsis and didn't realize that I was getting into um, a motorcycle club one. Those are kind of iffy for me because those can be a little misogynistic, but people like that. But I will say I stumbled upon the first book, really loved the synopsis, and then it sucked me in because there was a little bit of a mystery aspect to certain things and they started to happen. And I read four books four or five books in that series, and I'm now reading the companions to it. There are some times when I think, oh, I'm not going to like that because I never thought I would like the motorcycle club type books. And they're called, I mean, that's a a subgenre. It's the MC books with Mm -hmm. things. Um, But some of them are really good if you can kind of look past and they offer the romance aspect, but they offer a little more action if people like that. Or, um, and again, I really love kind of the college love trope or, you know, meeting again after a long time and re-exploring your feelings type things. I do tend to stay away from like Western type things or things that are set really far in the past. I'm not a big fan of historical romance or things like that. You are my people. That's so funny. <laughs> I was telling Amy, I was like, I don't really do the romance, what they call bodice rippers. Yes. You know? yeah, I don't do that. Um, and I've read a few and they're fine, but it's just not for me. And but those are very, very popular. People love those. Mm-hmm. And I've read one by an author named Philippa Gregory. And she's pretty popular, and and that one was really good. And it was about the other Boleyn sister, or whatever. <laughs> and, and 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 those were good. But I'm the same way. I like what they call contemporary romance. There's either the ones I like are either uh, they're funny, you know. There's someone that's building a house or remodeling a hotel, or you know, there's yeah. uh, there's something, mm-hmm. and then you know, there's some aspect of. Maybe I've known them before. He's the new guy in town, or the mystery guy, but there's nothing earth-shattering about mm-hmm. it. Um, but they're so, fun. They're so, like a romantic comedy. Yeah, so sci-fi is not going to do it for it. It's no. It's more real-life situations. Yeah. yeah. Real, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then the other ones I like are the ones with, like you said, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of action, mm-hmm. some sort of danger, maybe. So, those the, kind, so yeah. I mean, 
what you're getting at is the main focus is not just the romance. And I think that's what a lot of people, their misconception about this genre is that every page is a love scene. And so they, they are not thinking of reading it as an actual book with love scenes in it or some sort of romantic aspect. People think, oh, it's just garbage the whole way through. Yeah, it's for me, I like that stuff. That's part of the reason I read it. Who doesn't love a good sex scene? And, you know, but uh, part of it is the story, too, because you're building with them that connection. And um, I know sometimes for me, too, um, and the Twilight books, the first Twilight book kind of did this for me as well. When I read it, I thought, oh, I feel like I'm 16 again with my first crush. Yeah. When you get the butterflies Um, when you're reading kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I like that emotional connection that you build with the characters. And then obviously as being adult, it's, it's kind of fun and exciting to see them play that out. So I get that. Yeah. It's escape. Yes. I mean, it's escape. That's what it is. You, there are really not people out there. I mean, obviously, there's no vampires, I guess. <laughs> spoiler. But or but there's really not every FBI guy is not chiseled and perfect. Every Navy SEAL or you see. <laughs> yeah. But I but it's it's escape and yeah. it's, you know, it's fun. I've never read um, just a regular type romance. I had friends that were really into this uh, series called The Black Dagger Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have y'all read those? Who, I got very I strong reactions from both of y'all when I said that. I have not, but I've heard. Yeah. I have friends. People are obsessed with she, those. Yes. I mean. She loved them. I've read one. And I did, too. That's all I, that's as far and as I got. I <laughs> barely got through it. Again, because I'm a bitter ender. Yeah. So I, I got through it. And, yeah. and this is a good place to jump in here. I went to a romance novel convention uh, last September. And the author of that book, whose name escapes me right this minute, I'll think of it in a minute. I cannot believe I've forgotten her name. J.R. Uh, Ward? J.R. Ward. Thank okay. you, J.R. Ward. She, she was the main attraction and people were out of control and she she was cool she was great funny wonderful but yeah people were obsessed, obsessed. with it yeah and i didn't get it yeah it wasn't it was not for me and it's yeah. for people that don't know it's vampire based yes and they're all it's this black dagger brotherhood of vampires mm-hmm. right and they're picking their women and their whatever yeah. and it just yes. it wasn't for me so yes. i'm glad to know that romance followers and people that like this genre were still kind of like not loving it. So that makes me hopeful that I might like something else. Yeah. I you would like lots of things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just read one recently that I think would be a really good place to start for anybody who's looking to get into that genre. It was called The Hating Game. Have you read that one? Mm-mm. Yeah. It, so basically it's two people, a company is merged and they are both the administrative assistants to now these two CEOs and they're very, very different. And from day one, they have hated each other and they play this game the hating game and they report each other to hr and do all of these (laughs) horrible things and um and it's it's a man and a woman in this particular uh book and it's it's funny to see it play out um because then like magic they get thrown together with something and real feelings start to come out um but it it was really good so i would even recommend starting with something like that because it was light enough um but yet it had enough story and kind of meat to it that it was really good um i flew right through it so it it was a really good book and it was a recommendation from another podcast 
Oh, good. Yeah. And then Marcy, what do you think is a, a good one for people to get into the genre? Um, again, I really like Rock Chick. Okay. By Kristen Ashley. And it's a series. I like it because I'm a music person and it has a lot of references to music, uh, specifically cr- classic rock, but more than just classic rock. There's the element of danger. It's very funny. Uh, it's got friendship, family, lots of really fun characters. I mean, it's goofy, and it's completely unrealistic. So <laughs> if you're looking for realism, I mean, it's not paranormal. It's just, okay, this couldn't happen kind of thing. But right. it's fun. <laughs> and and just, yeah, the characters are just a hoot. So I would recommend that. Okay, and then do you guys have a favorite romance novel of all time? Is it, Or do you have one that you have reread several times? There is one that I I read maybe end of last year. I'm going to look it up because it is my absolute favorite, and I have plans to read it again. This is actually part of a series, I think, and I haven't read any other ones, but this one is called Headlights, Dipsticks, and My Ex's Brother. <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> it is so good, and one of the reasons I love it so much is the main character, the the female main character, she owns an auto body shop. She's the best mechanic around. And I just really love that, that it sort of went outside of that, you know, norm, I guess you could say, and really portrays a strong female character that has sort of an unusual male dominated job. Um, And she's a spitfire in the book. I just, I love her. And there are some really funny scenes. Like she has a pet chicken and, (laughs) you know, it's super funny. Um, But it was a really, really good book. So that would be a really good place to start too. Like I said, I haven't read any of the others in the series because to be quite frank, when I was just looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's a series. (laughs) So So now you know what your next book's going to be. Gosh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I I still, I'm, you know, I'm going to throw out Rock Check again. I love those. And there's an author, Jill Shalvis, and she has a series, and it's called the Lucky Harbor series. And I've read a few of those more than, or listened to a few of those more than once. And they're just really sweet. And it's about this little Pacific Northwest town. And again, goofy characters and good friends people that are just fun, goofy characters, which okay. I really like. And um, that, those I've read over and over again. It's called Lucky Harbor, and okay. I really, really like those. I'd read those again. So talking about genres of books, I know that there are queer novels and things like that. Do you guys ever go into that subgenre at all? Or do you stick to male, female? I generally stick to male, female, but I think that's maybe just um, because that's my orientation, but I have nothing against um, any other genres. Um, I think I maybe even have a couple in my library um, to to look at with that, because to me, a love story is a love story, and that's kind of what I'm there for. And again, the story of building that and then seeing it come in physical form um, or with everything. So I haven't read any to date, but um, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, and I know there's some good uh, literature out there for that subgenre. Same. I haven't read any romance novels specifically geared for homosexual romance, but 
a lot of books I've read within a series will have gay characters. Mm-hmm. And again, I know I harp on Rock Chick, but there are, <laughs> um, there's a gay couple in Rock Chick. And that series, I guess, is so popular. They've done a few little sub books about certain characters and it's within the series. So you kind of are in that same time period, but you're taking people out or you're, or they do prequels. And I heard there is a prequel coming for the gay characters. There's there's a, uh, two male characters that are neighbors of the main character, and there's going to be their story. Oh, okay. And I'm looking forward to that. So oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. that might open up another door for different genres for you as well. Right, right. That's cool. Everybody has a type, I guess. If you're a romance man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mine, and I, can you say... Can you say badass on a podcast? Sure. That seems to be my type. <laughs> really? For some reason. Yeah. A specific, I, like, like she was talking motorcycle badass or, like, just a um, CIA badass? I, yeah, I like a police <laughs> o- But they have to be a good guy. I don't, I don't like the bad guys. I, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like a yeah. I like a FBI guy, a Navy <laughs> SEAL, a detective, something, yes, a, a cop, man. you know, something like that. A man but, in uniform. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's my yeah. type. Yeah. I I feel you on that one. Yeah, that was, I agree. That was a good one. I, well, I don't read uh, I don't read romance, but I same thing. The motorcycle guy, the Black Dagger Brotherhood. They're like these bad guys, and I was like, I don't think this is for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, maybe that's where I'm missing out. I need the good guy. I'm okay with the good guy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so what we've what we've determined is you like the good guys mm-hmm. and you like strong female characters. Yep. Yes. You don't want nobody getting pushed around because no. I don't like that either. Yes. Like, and and you want somebody that you can identify with in some ways or or think like, oh, I could be I could be like her, you know, so I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And again, some of the good guys, at least for me, I don't think I would like so much in real life. Right. Yeah. They may not talk as much as you would yeah. like or they may not. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, they may you've have, never been to a concert before. Yeah, I got nothing for you. They may have a little bit of a caveman quality, yeah. but they still <laughs> like women. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't not saying I would be into that in real life, but it seems to be what I gravitate to in books for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, that's perfect. Are there any other books you want to talk about before we wrap up? Can't think of anything. I'll think of 8,000 of them as soon as you turn off. Of yeah. course. Yeah, I have an entire <laughs> list of archives that I would totally recommend. Um, a good place that I tend to find, am I allowed to talk about like Nook or something? Yeah. So sure. I, the the way that I find a lot of my books, because um, like most people, I'm cheap, but I love books. And the library, unfortunately, doesn't carry a lot of those types of books. Um, so on Nook, you can find a ton of that stuff in their free section. Um, and that's how I find a lot of the first reads that I do. And then I go to the series after that. And they don't tend to be very expensive either, even in the series. So um, that's how I find them kind of cheap and reasonable. And so, uh, and they have a really good variety on there. So that's cool. And then you said you use Audible a lot, Marcy? I do. I use Audible and most of the time they are read very well there's one series and it was funny it was a Kristen Ashley series that I had to stop listening to because the narrator 
was terrible. Oh. But usually they're really, really well done audiobooks. And I just thought of another one that I liked, and I can't, I can't remember the author, but the book is called Stay. And it is a sweet, sweet story. I mean, there's some, you know, lovey-dovey, but it's not over the top. And, and, it's, and it's funny because it's another thing I seem to gravitate to was people with dogs. There's usually some sort of dog in the story. Or, <laughs> not always, but that sometimes happens too. It's like, what is the deal with these big dogs in these books? But I think that's another, maybe that's another cliche. I don't know, a dog. But <laughs> This one says stay, but it's wags. So it's by Ellen Kennedy and Serena Bowen. No, that's, no, not, that's it. not it. Because uh-uh. this one is about, it has dogs. This one's Allie Larkin. Allie Larkin. That's oh, the one. Okay. Allie Larkin. It's a really sweet book. Yeah, it has a dog on the cover. Yes, and it's so cute. <laughs> In a box. It's real sweet. It's a sweet <laughs> book because she. it's about a girl who... The man that she thought she loved married her best friend. She was always in love with her best friend's boyfriend and all that stuff. And so then you think, oh, well, what's going to happen here? But it goes in a completely different direction. She's depressed. She orders a dog. The dog is gigantic. She can't handle it. (laughs) Anyway, and just wackiness and sweetness ensues. It's a really sweet book. I like it a lot. Yeah. Especially if you are someone that's. Oh, I don't know if I can do those steamy love scenes or whatever. It's a sweet, sweet story. And there is, and it's well written, and the characters are really good. And But, I mean, some people might look at that and go, oh, it's in the romance section. Right. I don't want it. You know, yeah. that snob thing comes back. But mm-hmm. it's a nice book. I liked it a lot. the dirtiest book that you've ever read (laughs) um for me it was the first book in a series i mean the whole series was pretty dirty and i loved it it was the stone brother series so there are three books in the series because there are three brothers um and the nice thing is is you kind of know all the characters as they go on because of course the brothers have a have relationships with each other and their their mates um but the I mean, within the first chapter of the first book, it's like, we're in a closet, skirts up, I don't know who you are. And it was just like, okay, all Here right, like my little flush, that's all right. <laughs> that by far was the dirtiest series, and I loved every minute of it. I will read them again for sure. I read a series called, I think it's called the Crossfire series. Um, The first book was called Bared to You, and that was one. And I think it was kind of a copy of Fifty Shades. It's got your businessman, CEO CEO type type that's got inner issues and struggles, (laughs) and he finds this sweet girl and teaches her things you know so um so that one and I remember listening to it going whoa oh my you know so but it was it was good and it was actually a very sweet love story so and where do you typically listen like are you like before bed I'm gonna listen to I mean because that's that's an interesting thing to go listen to so if you're are you sitting like at the doctor's office with your headphones in like listening to romance novels or what sometimes um in your car or like, I, yeah so just yeah. wherever I the, the beauty of audiobooks for me is you can get a lot done while listening to a book you can unload your dishwasher you mm-hmm. can fold the laundry you can put away clothes 
you can get a lot done or you can just hang out outside on your hammock, whatever, and, and listen. So, yeah, so that's what I do. I don't normally or I don't always um, listen to romance. I listen to all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, I would listen to a romance the same way. I guess if you're asking if I'm listening to a steamy scene in a doctor's office, would I turn it off? Would I? What would I do? I don't know. That honestly hasn't happened. Maybe this is so. why I hate housework so much. I'm not listening to romance novels while I'm doing it. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Maybe that would jazz it up a little bit mm-hmm, for me. For sure. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to get y'all to exchange numbers because I think y'all can recommend things to each other. It sounds like you like yeah. similar yeah. things. Sounds so like I really want cool. her library. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being here to talk about your favorite romance novels. We appreciate y'all. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it was great. Check Me Out is recorded in the FM90 studios on the Washington Street campus of Amarillo College. Special thanks to Scotty Vanderford, Colin Lutz, and Stevie Brashears, who designed our really cool logo. Also, a huge thanks to the Mag7 for providing all of our music. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you may be listening.